Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, and that will allow you to chat with us directly while we record on Discord, Tuesday nights, right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't do that, you can still post on our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. And I would say, if you do follow the Facebook page, a lot of people will uh, post things there during the week. Yeah, you can just follow along with uh, news articles as they come up. Uh, so this week on the show, uh, forget the burger wars. It's now the chicken wars. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that this was getting as strong as it was, but <laughs> apparently it is. Oh, dude, it's out of hand. <laughs> Yo, BK don't take no shit. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I got a story about it later. So first, uh, I want to mention uh, an article that I saw on Huffington Post. Congress... Uh, could easily make Juneteenth a national holiday, but is not doing it. And I wanted to, uh, basically why why I wanted to to post this is because not doing something isn't really news. But Ron Johnson from uh, the Republican from Wisconsin Ugh. is basically the reason that it's not moving forward. He voted for it or against it previously. He has said that his reason for it. Well, he made a statement. That he would not, he would not support it, even though other Republicans support it, because it would just be another federal holiday, and the, the federal government can't afford to give its employees another day off. Oh, really, Ron? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that he has demonstrated his racist behavior umpteen times previously do we secretly well, find out a few years from now that like his family orchestrated the tulsa massacre yeah. <laughs> you know, like a- oh no doubt <laughs> this is i see this is this is ron they stayed within the velvet rope so it wasn't an insurrection johnson mm-hmm. okay. oh jeff is fact checking us evidently Uh-oh. he dropped his objection today and they passed it whoa yeah what <laughs> what's with the oh, wow. the world? <laughs> yeah but that just happened oh this the senate did Interesting. Wow. Wow. I think the president will sign it, and I think the House will go for it. So, all right. Well, that is very interesting. I'm I'm very happy that that happened. Yeah. Public pressure? Interesting. Oh, I'm sure Johnson didn't still didn't vote for it. But it says unanimously passes. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Wacky. Maybe, maybe they took away another federal holiday so Ron would feel more comfortable voting for this. Like Columbus Day? Let's take away Columbus yeah, Day. So that's, that's off now. <laughs> <laughs> That's off the table. <laughs> huh. Someone must have whispered to me like, dude, this is going to pass eventually. Don't be the guy that didn't vote for Martin Luther King Day because that yeah. still haunts some people. Don't be that guy. Except they are, they are that guy. So that's weird. Well, they still need to think about their political careers because that's all they're really concerned about. True. Hmm. So uh, Jeff did post a quote here which uh, from, from Johnson that says, although I strongly support celebrating emancipation, I objected, I objected to the cost and lack of debate. While it still seems strange that having taxpayers provide federal employees paid time off is now required to celebrate the end of slavery, it is clear that there is no appetite in Congress to further discuss the matter. <laughs> I don't understand, but... I thought Juneteenth was... Oh, that's right. Juneteenth is the slavery thing. Wait, what is the yes. Tulsa Massacre then? What there day is, is that? It's I don't know what day it was, but it's just a thing. 
that happened. Yeah. That, that I didn't know happened until I watched Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one, buddy. I, I, man, I thought that had something to do with Juneteenth, but I guess I was wrong. Mm-mm. Yeah, Juneteenth is the day that the Union soldiers marched into a Texas city, Galveston? Sounds right. Yeah. This was like two weeks after the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, they The Union soldiers finally got to Galveston and, and said that the enslaved people were free. So that's kind of the official end of slavery because it took that long to reach Texas, I guess. I don't. Yes. I thought, yes. It, I thought it was longer that than two weeks. That sounds loosely accurate. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm glad that that passed. I, hopefully it, uh, you know, gets signed off on here soon. That would be That would be good. Not that it'll give me another day off, but I don't really care about that. I think having that as an official <laughs> okay. holiday. Apparently only Ron Johnson cares about that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's strange that we have to give people a day off to celebrate the end of slavery. Also, the amount of time that they get off in Congress. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, dude. Now, in theory, they're supposed to be, you know, going back to their home districts and, you know, talking to the people, but meh. Yeah, it's funny how important things always seem to come up right around the time that they're leaving. Yeah. So next thing that I have, we had discussed this, and well, everybody's been discussing, is the worker shortage. The idea that, uh, you know, there's no workers because everybody's staying at home because unemployment, they're making more on unemployment than than they uh, they did at their job, so they're not going back to work. So there's an article in the Washington Post that uh, I found very interesting. They uh, A couple businesses, well, not it's more than a couple, but a couple examples here in this they raised their wages to $15 an hour, and suddenly, there was no more worker shortage. Hmm, weird. <laughs> Did the company, but all these companies are now going to f- go under, right? Because of the $15 an hour? Total. Yeah, as it turns out, uh, not so much. In, oh, in total case. financial collapse. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, the first example they have, Clavon's Ice Cream Parlor. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's been running for 98 years. They have uh, scoopers paid seven twenty five plus tips, seven twenty five an hour plus tips, and uh, yeah, nobody was taking the job. And the uh, the owner decided, hey, let's try fifteen dollars an hour plus tips just to see what would happen. He got more than one thousand people to apply for uh, the position. Shit, that. I'd scoop ice cream for fifteen bucks an hour. <laughs> I'm considering. Doesn't it. sound like that <laughs> bad of a job, except you have to interface with people, and that's just always bad. Hey, right. when you love the product, it ain't that bad. <laughs> and I love ice cream. I don't get to eat it very often. So I would be all over that shit and be like, yo, sure. it has a taste. And can, can you tell me what it's like? <laughs> like selling houses? I could give a fuck about houses. I'm just, whatever, buy it. I don't care. It's a house. <laughs> <laughs> buy it. Don't buy it. Rent for the rest of your life. Who am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not your fucking father. <laughs> So they did have another example, um, a, another, a restaurant uh, in Charleston and Charlotte. They raised the staff to $15 an hour, and they in, uh, created a tip the kitchen program. It was a second tip line, so you could tip the kitchen staff specifically, hmm. not just your server. And uh, yeah, apparently that has increased like cooks and dishwashers to an average of like 23 uh, twenty three eighty. And no, I'm against that shit. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they don't make two dollars and thirty cents an hour back there, right? They get paid a full wage. Yeah, still minimum Scab- wage. It's optional. So yeah, but that's a way of the boss get, getting at it, actually giving them raises. Mm. Yeah, this is true. 
But in any case, the argument was, the discussion we had previously was, capitalism has a solution for this. If there's a shortage, then you raise the price and the shortage disappears. And that's exactly what was happening. Again, I still don't fully understand if there was an actual shortage because my girlfriend's brother has been looking for work in Austin, Texas for six months and couldn't find the job. And I'm just like, why? supposedly there's a shortage going on. What the hell? How is he not finding a job? They finally it, found one. But it may depend on what he does for a living, but... He was looking for anything. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a specific thing. He was like, I'll work at 7-Eleven. I need money. Sure. And then get this. This is kind of on the topic of what we were just talking about. So he got a job um, valeting cars for a real high-end company, and they get paid five bucks an hour plus tips, right? And you imagine being a valet, like especially like a fancy restaurant or a hotel, you can make good tips sure. running back and forth. But then his boss says to him, well, you're going to be training for the first three days, so you don't only get the base pay, you don't get the tip money. Oh, wow. Is that, is that fucking horseshit? That is horseshit. I, I, I didn't think that they could pay them less than minimum wage. I, listen, it's Texas. Who the fuck uh, knows what true. kind of rules they have? <laughs> <laughs> so well, like, I think they, ha- they have a thing where you, you can't pay less than a minimum wage, but you can if they get tips. And then you can also implement rules of, well, you can't get tips during, you know, training, training because you're not really. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Wow. And, and of course, I'm like, well, did he do the same exact work that everybody else was doing? Yeah. So he just got fucked out of that. Yeah. So he he worked an eight hour day for five bucks an hour. Wow. Well, a couple of other states are experimenting because they're uh, rejecting the federal add-on um, unemployment um, checks. So we'll see if it makes a difference of people going back to work in those states. Oh, so so some places have decided to raise the minimum wage to see if they can get workers and it's a total success. And other states said, nah, let's just go with the old starve them out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Republican southern states. Who'd have thought? No. <laughs> no. That can't be. Which could be what what was going on in Texas because she was explaining their unemployment to me. And it's not a uh, – it's a set money amount, not an amount of time. So once you hit that amount, you're off. Yeah, interesting. And you're on and you're on your own. Good luck, don't starve. Oof. Yeah. Sink or swim. It's it's on the American flag now. Mm. <laughs> Bootstraps. <laughs> Use them. <laughs> Speak, speaking of the flags, um, I have a story about uh we talked uh, last week. The the term stars and bars was brought up mm. and there was a little bit of controversy at Discord afterwards about what the stars and bars actually refers to. So there was an article I saw on uh, Salon.com, which talks about the stars and bars and where it changed and why. So you could go to the Wikipedia page, which has a, a decent amount of information. If you Wikipedia stars and bars, you, you'll get a lot of info. But I thought this article also put it in a very, not not only what the flags were, but why they came to be. And uh, so I thought we'd talk about it very briefly. Um, so stars and bars generally refers to the Confederate flag that had the... Uh, blue cross and red background in like the corner and or it had no i'm sorry originally it had the blue background with like 13 stars Mm. and that was to represent the confederacy the different states that joined the confederacy now then it also had two red bars and a white bar in the center and that was the stars and bars however when they flew that flag on the battlefield if the wind isn't blowing you can't really see the difference between the Union flag and the Stars and Bars flag. Mm. So 
the generals were confused as to who was carrying what flag. So they decided to just use the naval, I forget what it's called, the battle flag, which was the blue cross bars with the stars going across them, what we now consider to be the Confederate flag. Right. It, yeah. I remember it was a, um, a naval flag originally. Yeah. So they changed it from just being a naval flag to being used as the battle flag because they couldn't tell the difference between hmm. the two flags on the battlefield. So it became their, their battle standard, basically. Um, so that's where it came from. However, I, I would point out that when people say stars and bars anymore, they're usually just referring to what we consider the, the standard Confederate flag, just because most people don't know the history of the flags and you never see the, the original stars and bars flying everywhere. No, people wouldn't recognize it. No, and dipshits in this state run around with this flag for some reason, even though we weren't even in the South. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they lost. I'm sure they know lots of history of the flag. Didn't you hear what they said, Ray? It's about history, not hate. Mm. <laughs> the only way to learn about Adolf Hitler is to go visit all the statues of him in Germany. <laughs> right. <It's true. laughs> Otherwise, how are you ever going to know? People, I think so few people realize that those statues didn't come to be after the war. Like, generally, when you lose a war, you don't immediately make statues of your leaders Right, that lost was, the war. That was all part of segregation and, you know, Jim Crow laws and stuff, wasn't it? With all the statues went up. Yeah, yeah. It came about much later, like yeah. 50 years later. Well, I mean, it's obviously apparent that there's so many kids, millions of them in the Northeast, who have no idea who Robert E. Lee is, because <laughs> there's no fucking statues of them around here. <laughs> We cover it in history. You go, ooh, he was not a nice that's man. Just, that's just what poor, are you, what are you talking school? about, Karen? <laughs> they teach things in school? History? Yeah. What? I don't know what you... No, I need a statue. I need something to look at. <laughs> <laughs> something to idolize. That's the key. And to be clear, the one thing that was mentioned in this article that I thought was interesting, uh, the Jefferson Davis, specifically, he never took the oath of allegiance to the United States, even after the Confederacy was over. <laughs> he didn't except the pardon that he was offered because he believed he had done nothing wrong. Um, he continued to be a, a spokesperson for the Confederacy. So, yeah, I mean, quite clearly, the Confederacy was about slavery and keeping slavery. I mean, <laughs> just look at the history of Jefferson Davis. Sure. You know, it's funny you should mention it, and this is going to be sort of way off topic, but I was going through YouTube and this video came up about there was a movie that came out in like 2012 or 2013 that I, I think it was called Gods and Generals, and it was about the, the Civil War. And the guy in this video was like, this movie is, a, is Confederacy propaganda. And then he goes and breaks out in the whole movie about what it is. And I'd never seen the movie or anything like that. I was just curious. I'm like, oh, a major motion picture movie? I'm like, come on, this guy's going to be nuts. But the points that he made out were pretty good. You know, anytime a Confederate gives a speech, they do swelling music. Anytime... Anybody in the union says anything, it was really nasty music. Hmm. And um, he goes on and on and on. And I didn't watch the whole video because I was like, whatever, I get the gist of it. So a couple weeks after that, I'm browsing Netflix and I see they added the outlaw Josie Wales starring one uh, Clint Eastwood. And I was like, ooh, I haven't seen that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch that. I always hear about this and it's probably – I'm really into westerns so I watch it. Holy shit is this movie anti-union hmm. and pro-confederacy. It is – insane how bad it is that's interesting because i remember liking that movie but that was a long time ago yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean i know it was adapted from a book and and like i didn't really get i got maybe like 
30, 40 minutes into it, but, like, Union soldiers are running around down south, burning down houses and killing random southerners, and then they decide to give up at one point when the war is over and um, and swear allegiance to the United States, so the, this one general gathers all these guys down there and confiscates, confiscates all their weapons and makes them sign this oath, and then all of a sudden, Union soldiers... T- pop out of tents and go fuck you you dirty rebs and shoot them all except for Josie Wales because he wasn't there and he was going to get revenge on him and I'm like wow this movie makes the union look really bad <laughs> wow well I mean people have been you know glamorizing the confederacy since they lost the war it's an ongoing and look where we are look, at, look where it got us <laughs> oh my god for sure. I, I do though I like what Jared had brought up when when they you know it's never, I mean, this sounds pretty overt, but whenever I'm reading a news article and I'm not, you know, sure if it's news or an opinion piece or where the author stands, and then, like, right right from the get-go, I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe he's going to make some interesting points, or let's see what they have to say. And then they make sure to stress that instead of just saying, you know, Democrats have a majority – in the House, they'll say, Democrats have a narrow majority in the House. I'll be like, oh, fuck, I know where this article's going. Mm. <laughs> you fucking scumbags. Every time. Yep. Dead giveaway. Yeah. Uh, so another follow-up? Yeah, we're still on follow-ups. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, I, I had to include this article because we talked about him a lot. Now he's totally ruining uh, the Democrats' ability to do anything uh, while... They have the executive office and the the Senate. Right. Yeah. So his, as the article says, his highly suspicious reversal on the voting bill, uh, yeah, might have been brought back by a corporate lobby. So as it turns out, I forget which one of the Koch brothers is still alive. Anyway. Sure. The one that's still alive, uh, (laughs) yeah, gave a bunch of money to Manchin, uh, strangely, just before he made that statement. (laughs) Charles Koch. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Charles, John, or Steve? I don't know. I, I, I always just said the Koch brothers before, and I didn't care to learn anything more. That's I'm fair. sorry. Yeah, Americans for Prosperity, the group backed by billionaire donor Charles Koch. Yeah, so we were wondering, you know, what what's in it for Manchin? Why is he doing this? Is it just because of his constituency wants this? or No, it's he nope. got money. That's... I, I did hear earlier today that um, supposedly there has been some pressure being applied in... Uh, West Virginia, people, you know, marching on his office, lots of phone calls and stuff, so. Well, that's good. Good luck for them. You know, probably won't make a difference. He's got the money in his pocket. Unbelievable. Anyway, just to follow up, I thought that mm. uh, was worth mentioning. On to news. And by news, all the news, I think all of these stories, are just amazingly horrendous conspiracy theories that are now being regarded as possible news. By millions um, of people the in this that country. Came up in my feed. Yeah. What's that? By millions of people in this country. Believe yeah. it. Yeah. So one of the more recent bizarre conspiracy theories, uh, Joe Biden's dead or in jail. They're not sure. But the, what they are sure of is that the person you see on TV is a clone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Clone? Uh, um, yeah. Joe Biden's a clone. He's not the real Joe Biden. Uh, you can tell, and this kind of links in... If you remember uh, a few days ago, he was uh, struck on the neck by a cicada flying by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's well, right. <laughs> I heard something about that. So, 
Cicadas, you know, they only come out every 17 years. And, you know, the 17th letter of the alphabet is Q. So the cicada, obviously, that, that's a sign from, from QAnon that the clone story is true. And I don't even know how to make this leap at this point. I Hey, they must be grasping a trust because I heard that Q hasn't posted in six months. So any sign's a sign for them, I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> If it is legitimately a clone, I guess, and cloned with all his memories and everything like that, right? Which is not possible, but okay, continue. Well, okay, right, I know that, but I'm just, <laughs> you know, for the sake of this argument. Sure. So so what? <laughs> He's doing exactly what the other Joe Biden would have done, right? Or they, does this Joe Biden have special programs and stuff installed in him, like clone troopers in Star Wars? But, oh, well, again, was he was he aged from, like, was his, does his age sped up like a clone trooper? Yeah. Okay. Possibly. I don't know. Next time you see Biden giving his speech, sneak up front and be like, Mr. President, order 66. See what happens. <laughs> well, maybe there's a chip in his head that needs to be activated, Ian. Maybe it's not just a phrase. <laughs> oh, it wasn't just a passphrase. It I was mean, the inhibitor chip. I thought the, the passphrase activated the inhibitor chip. Oh, I don't know. Listen, man, do oh. your own research, all right? I'm doing my... <laughs> Uh, he, another not, theory, uh, another. Uh, sorry, did you have some? Yeah, he's not the only clone that they're talking about either. A whole, a whole bunch of them have supposedly been cloned, like the uh, the Clintons and Kamala, and uh, a whole bunch of different people. So this, this, it's not just Joe that's been cloned. Are they sure they're not scrolls? <laughs> Wait, are they now? Were the originals killed by Donald Trump or something? And the Illuminati was like, "I can't have this. We need to have our Democrats in charge." So they brought out the clones. Yeah, basically, it's Trump is still in charge, and so is the military, so they're replacing all the Democrats with clones until they can get organized enough to, you know, reveal the truth. Oh, and that'll be in August 15th? Yeah, is it the truth that clones exist? Because that would blow my mind. Right. <laughs> Other than, you know, sheep. Yeah. <laughs> and aging them. How do you do that? Yeah, there's a whole lot here. Mm. I mean, I would be upset about Trump being back in charge, but I'd also be like, cloning is, like, you can clone a full human like that? I'm, I'm distracted successfully. <laughs> Another one of the uh, crazy conspiracy theories, and this one was brought up by an ex-Navy chaplain, Gordon Dr. Chaps Klingenschmidt. What? <laughs> That's, That's a, a big sn- name. <laughs> his theory is why – so he, his theory is based on the idea that, that Biden is trying to get LGBTQ people in the military – and so his theory is that Biden is actively recruiting lesbians into the military because they want a demonic military to help the Antichrist take over the world. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what? Biden is, is assembling an army of demonic <laughs> lesbians. So that's that's your other conspiracy. So Satan's army consists solely of lesbians? <laughs> demonic lesbians. Okay. He also claimed that that was uh, previously Obama's goal and and says not only demon lesbians, but also atheists, because you have to have atheists in the army. I, yeah. <laughs> atheists working for Satan? Come on now. <laughs> we don't believe in him either. <laughs> All right. While we're on the crazies, I have to bring up Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. That name's made up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you guys saw this woman, right? In Ohio, she she went up 
on to the podium giving testimony oh. to a house health committee saying that i'm i'm sure you've seen the pictures on the internet well explain this and she starts like bobby pin and key and putting it on her skin and they don't really stay but he's like she goes explain why they they are staying on my skin and they're they're not they're just kind of they're falling, not off. falling off her neck yeah yeah <laughs> i did not see this video but i wish i had oh really <laughs> yeah it was brief and, and exactly how you imagine it yeah is there a video I, in this article? I like uh, Colbert's explanation. Sometimes humans are sticky. <laughs> <laughs> humans are gross and sticky. And yeah. <laughs> Normally also, I mean, there's so, so many hundreds of ways to debunk her claim. Oh. Uh, keys generally aren't made of iron, so they would not be attracted to a magnetic surface. What's the point in magnetizing Ohioans? Like, I don't <laughs> understand what <laughs> you think is going to happen. Yeah, what's the advantage of that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, space lasers. Hmm. Helps you aim the space lasers if everybody's oh, magnetic. They, they can hone in. <laughs> the Jewish space lasers can hone in on you better. <laughs> Possible. Just thinking outside the box here. <laughs> I don't remember when it is from, but way back in the day, James Randi actually debunked people who claimed that they were magnetized. And you know how he did it? Magnets? Baby powder. Baby powder. Yeah. He was like, oh, you're you're magnetized. Okay. Um, here, let me put a little bit of, of powder on your skin. Okay. Now show me how magnetized you are. As nice. it turns out, when the human body isn't as sticky, things don't stick to it. So I just watched the video. This woman is a doctor? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a doctor. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she's the very definition of do your own research. Yeah, she is. Do your own research. Eventually, you'll find a ten Dr. Tenpenny. <laughs> And boom, all your fears are confirmed. Oh, I am so scared of the human race right now. <laughs> a well, doctor? I like the face of the woman in the blue t-shirt behind her. Her face is like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, the woman I saw was different. This is a different woman? Yeah. The, there were, were two women. The one, the one's yeah. a doctor. I forget who the, the second person is. A random person off the street, who knows? But yeah, one, there were two yeah. two women came up. One was a doctor. Yeah, so she's the the second woman's begging them. You know, somebody needs to explain this to me. And meanwhile, explain what? Like the the key's not even sticking. Like I don't. It's humid, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all sticky. I blame the Democrats for all of this. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Satan's army needs to be lesbians, atheists, and magnetic people. Well, I, I, <laughs> honestly, the explanation for all of this is back in the late 60s when the Democrats made a big push to deinstitutionalize everybody mm. and they let hundreds of thousands of people out of state-run <laughs> mental asylums. This is what happens. Yeah. They breed and create idiots. <laughs> they become doctors. <laughs> this, is a, this is the next generation of our humanitarian efforts to treat mentally ill people better. Yeah. They're in Congress now. <laughs> They're doctors now. We're trying to live with them like they live with the zombies in Sean, Sean of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> right. So speaking of them being in Congress, uh, that, that leads me to my next uh, stupid person. Again, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, <laughs> this time she actually apologized for getting something wrong. She apologized for saying that masks were like 
uh, what happened in the Holocaust. Making people wear masks is just what, like what happened in the Holocaust. She apologized for that. She did not apologize for saying the Democratic Party was uh, like like the Nazis. She still thinks that the Democrats are like Nazis. But she visited the Holocaust Museum and now completely understands, and as our friend here, the Pittsburgh Atheist, said on his Facebook page, I have to quote this, Imagine holding a press conference to tell the world that you just now learned that the Holocaust was bad. Mm. <laughs> and how else could you take it? I mean, so nowhere in her schooling did she learn about the Holocaust and what happened there. So she didn't think that it was, she thought it was equitable, that, you know, wearing a mask and the Holocaust. Oh, she knew what happened to the Holocaust. She just used that as an excuse to change what she said. But I mean, right? Well, she just knew that the Holocaust was something bad, and masks were bad, so they're probably equivalent. But she, I mean, she admitted on, uh, you know, in front of a whole bunch of press people that she didn't know that the only reason she said what she said was because she didn't understand how bad the Holocaust was. Whether she did or not doesn't make a difference. That's what she said. Oh no, it was that bad. <laughs> My favorite part was with a big, broad smile when she said. Nothing compares to the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. So, in, in other words, the, uh, her Republican peers um, strong-armed her into doing this. It's the only thing that makes yes. any sense. Yeah. Yes. There are rich Jewish Republicans. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's about time that they try and get her in line a little bit. She's unbelievably ignorant, I guess, is the polite, most polite way I can put it. It's accurate, too. She was a tanning salon owner prior to this, so, mm. you know. Ignorant, narcissistic, only cares about getting on TV. And this was just another way to get on TV. It's just she had to do a mea couple to do it. Mm. I try to get all my hot takes from uh, strip mall store owners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not sure which story to go to next, um, but why don't we just stick with the way it is in here? Because it's all jumbled up. It's all stupid and crazy people. There was a, uh, I guess, a report. The FBI has come out and warned people, warned lawmakers about QAnon saying, all right, so QAnon has the crazy theories. When none of these theories pan out, you really need to expect these people to start getting violent because what else are they going to do? That's right. just really what we expect. That was the story I heard that Q has not posted in six months. Right. And so they're following the plan, but the plan is getting a little shady and it's not really clear anymore how long they're supposed to wait. What happens when another date goes by? Then what are all these heavily armed crazy people going to do? Well, they, they also explain in it that QAnon is actually fizzling out. Mm. but it's kind of like they're burning away the fat and the true crazies are the remaining ones. The sure. ones that will take up arms. Right. I mean, the ones that were in it because, you know, it was, a, it was an excuse to go make liberal tears have, you know, wandered back home again. But the, the true bonkers ones, the heavily armed, the militaristic ones, what's going to happen to them? Yeah, it's worrisome. It doesn't help that crime is on the rise everywhere in the United States. Hatred's on the rise Cr in general, so crime? yeah. Yeah, but I'm just talking straight regular crimes and regular non-hate crime murders. Mm. Add a bunch of stress, joblessness, yeah. <laughs> I saw an article talking about uh, the number of mass shootings, and uh, the 2020 was the uh, highest number of mass shootings in history, and uh, 2021 is already on the way to beat it. So, yeah, a lot of violence yeah, going on. Yeah, I was – and that was shocking to me because I thought we were all chill on 2020. Yeah. Like I didn't we think all there were any mass shootings. That, well, that's the thing is that they only report them now, Ian, when there's like 10 or more. Right. Yeah. So you don't hear about them. 
Yeah, there are the, you know, mass shootings of three, five, six people daily. A day. A day. Yeah. And it's it just got to the point where they were like, well, we're either going to be doing this every day or we just got to wait for a big one. Yeesh. Which is yeah, why Gavin Newsom was so up in arms about the uh, judge overturning the ban on assault weapons in California. I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't like the ban on assault weapons, but at the same time, yeah, I, I can definitely see where the governor's coming from. <laughs> mm. So in the report, uh, there was this, uh, comments about adherence to QAnon conspiracy by domestic violent extremists that they refer to as DVEs. They, they say that um, – the fact that uh, the things are not coming to fruition, it uh, seems more and more likely that they will continue to act in, in more violent ways. And, and and I get it. Like, if you believe that there's a pedophile ring in the government that's torturing children for their adrenochrome and all the other bullshit, and do nobody's you, doing anything. How do you not act? Yeah. <laughs> right. But also, how do you not consider the possibility that you're being lied to? Because you're already too deep. Mm. Yeah. You led a meaningless, disenfranchised life, and this is offering you something that you can cling to on an existential level. You can say, this, is, this isn't owning the libs. This isn't left versus right. This is good versus evil. I am saving the world from the devil and the minions of the devil. How could what, what you know? How could you put a limit on what you would do at that point? Mm. Super dangerous. Yeah. Super duper dangerous. And evidence doesn't mean shit. <laughs> well, it kind of equates to the the the, the ISIS mindset. It's the same. Yeah. It, yes. I, there, there's no. I mean, they keep on saying we've defeated ISIS. No, you haven't. You've killed a bunch of them. They're <laughs> scattered. They're just going to form up again. This is an ideology. So these people, it's the same kind of thing. You're going to arrest some of them, sure. They'll form up again. It's, this is an ideology. This is not something that they're going to put down. You also have to understand something, too, with these people. And I've been spending a lot of time with one of them. There are nefarious motives behind everything. Mm -hmm. Nothing is what it seems to them. You take the most basic thing, cup of coffee that you buy at Starbucks. Oh, there's nefarious motive behind I mean – it's crazy. I don't know how you live like that. I don't know how you eat when you're when you think there's everybody hiding in the corner trying to get you. Right. Even the cicada hitting uh, <laughs> Biden in the neck was a part of the conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know. I mean, I even talked to rational people who are not gun enthusiasts like you are for the you know for whatever the fun. But you know, well, I always keep one in the house, you know, in case the killers come. I'm <laughs> like the what? They just right. I hate to break it to people, but people do not just randomly break into people's house and kill them and leave for no reason. It's pretty it's, rare. It's, yeah. It's exceptionally rare. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying if someone comes in your house and kills you, you probably know them. <laughs> like, it's not a random killer just going around. <laughs> yes, you have your odd fucking- uh, Sure. Serial killer. Serial yeah. killer. But, you know. that That's exceedingly rare. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a government conspiracy either. It's just some lunatic. Right. I'm just saying, like, people just, like, fear dictates everything they do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Every every move they make. Yeah. I, I think that level of fear is um, addicting, too. They're addicted to the fear. I guess so. But, you know, these same people who who tell me that they keep a gun in case the killers come laugh at me when I lock my door when I'm in my house. <laughs> instead, of, instead of owning a gun. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know why locking my door is so hilarious to some people. Like... If it's any time I'm in my house, I lock the door behind me. Sure. Pretty reasonable. 
I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's that unreasonable. <laughs> no. I mean, is it because the, you know, the government has a copy of all your keys, so it's pointless? And is it kind of the, one of those crazy ideas? No. It's like, I used to have one person go, what, are you afraid of someone coming here and raping you? I'm like, no, I just don't want my door open to the public. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't want people wandering in. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. You obviously didn't live in State College <laughs> in Beaver Hill, <laughs> where anybody could just randomly walk through your door. <laughs> Anywhere with Which the, I have with done, the, too. Anywhere within walking distance of the bars, there is likely somebody at three in the morning going to walk in your door at some point. <laughs> Dude, I had a kid try to climb in bed with me <laughs> one night because he thought he was in his apartment. Sure, sure. <laughs> that happens pretty regularly in a college town. <laughs> <laughs> door security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I with this One of these guys too told me, he's like, Jared, do you have a, a Roomba? And I'm like. Yeah, actually, I do. I well, and it's not exactly a Roomba brand, but I do have one. He's like, "Oh, you got to get rid of that thing. It's mapping your house." I'm like, "It's what?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, it maps your house, and then they have they know the layout of your house." I'm like, "I'm like, you know, being in real estate, I could get the layout of any house in Pennsylvania. There's there's <laughs> databases the for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't, they don't need to go through the Roomba to no the government. I'm like, even the little remote controlled vacuums are working against you." Well, that's what always cracks me up about the tracking chips. It's like you carry a cell phone in your pocket. We don't need a tracking chip. <laughs> yeah. And you, when you storm the Capitol, you post it on Facebook. Right. And TikTok <laughs> and everywhere. Yeah. When you run your Roomba, do you also run your Roomba inside your safe room? <laughs> like, what sort of house map? Like, you don't need a house map. Just look. Hey, look. There's his house. Looks like a three-bedroom ranch. Let's go inside. <laughs> if only I had a map. <laughs> I'll never find it. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 waiting to get in here, but they need that detailed digital map of my place, which <laughs> which is a re- which is a rectangle. They're gonna trip over something. Well, they gotta know where the where the footstool is, otherwise they might fall. Gotta know where the carpet is and the laminate floor. I love that detailed digital map of my rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to another stupid thing. I so somebody needs to to make a. Uh, guess or explain this to me uh louis gomert pulled another gomert while talking to a representative from the forest service about climate change he talked about the fact that the moon's orbit around the earth and the earth's orbit around the sun these things affect climate change he just heard about this and he asked the guy from the forest service actually i don't even know if it was a guy the person from the forest service he asked them would it be possible to alter the orbit of the moon or the earth as a way of combating climate change? And I don't know if he was seriously asking somebody from the Forest Service to change the orbit of a celestial body, <laughs> or was he being sarcastic? He did, It didn't sound sarcastic. It Does sounded he- to me like he was asking if they could check and see if NASA could do this. Well, he didn't say that, though. I mean, well, the, the- well no, he says that NASA mentioned that. The orbits were decaying, and then he—I think he said something like, "Is there any way you could, you know, have them look into this or something to that effect?" Yeah, I, I think Jeff is right. I think he was being sarcastic. I think he was saying that um, the orbit of the Earth around the Sun and the orbit of the Moon around the Earth affects our climate, and it—it it has, you know, the, this, the Moon is moving away from the Earth in inches per year. Eventually, it'll go away. Whatever. It'll be billions of years. Never going to notice. So I think he was, you know, saying, well, if that affects climate change, can you change that back? Kind of jackassery. 
But see, that he, is not the way I saw it. He was straight. I feel like he was straight throughout that whole thing. I mean, it, he can't possibly have asked the leader of the of the Forest <laughs> Service and the the Bureau of Land Management whether they could change the orbit of the Earth to change the climate. I mean, that is. I think you underestimate the stupid of Gomer. And here's the thing, and I'll tell you two reasons why I don't think that's true. One, he was not smiling or even giggled at the end of that question. And he sat there and patiently stared and waited for her response, to which her response was not, is that a real fucking question? It was, uh, I'll, I'll get back this. to you on, you'll yeah. look into that. And to my knowledge, since then, he has not said anything that he was joking. Has he? Not that no. I've seen. No. Oh, I don't think he wants to clear that up. He loves his shtick as the stupidest man in Congress. Mm. <laughs> that gets him headlines, notoriety. That's all great. But um, I, I, I do agree with Karen. I think he was in a very unfunny way trying to draw a parallel with trying to tackle climate changes as futile as trying to change the orbit of the moon around the Earth. Mm. Mm. Or the same way that people say, well... There was a mass shooting. Now you want to outlaw guns. Oh, so I suppose if someone runs over someone with a car, we should outlaw cars. Shut the fuck up, all of yeah. you. We get what you're trying to do. You're a hundred percent wrong. No, I think this is. I think this is absolute shtick by Gomert. I would buy I that. I think that's in his wheelhouse. And you could mm -hmm. be right. But again, he. You think he's comfortable being known as a dummy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah, the same the same way that you think it endears him to the, his his voters. I mean, all the all the, uh, you know, insulting things people say about Mitch McConnell. He as long as he has the power, he doesn't care. Yeah. Even when he doesn't, he knows he has a good chance of getting it back. So he doesn't care. Yeah, but Gomer's in the in the House of Representatives. Again, the JV Senate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. But and then again, as long as he is someone. He's not a forgettable member of Congress. Mm. I just, uh, that's, gonna, I, I just, that's more votes. I always assume that these scumbags all have presidential aspirations. Sure. You know, they want more power, more and more of this and that. Next is, you know, whatever, and work their way up the ladder. So I just, sure. I'd feel weird that he would just leave that meatball hanging out in the wind for one day when he's running for president. Be like, didn't you ask to move the orbit of the moon once? <laughs> no, he's good. That makes him, he's relatable, Jared. Now he's not one of those mm. elites trying to rule you. Right. Remember that probably, you know, 30 million people in this country, when seeing this, would go, yeah, maybe they can do that. Maybe that would do it. So there's that. <laughs> I like my mother's answer better, though. I posted this on Facebook, and she said, well, maybe if we all jump at the same time. <laughs> well, jump that's what we were going to have. We were, we were, don't you remember when China was going to cause an earthquake in New York City, <laughs> Ian? <laughs> I do. And they were going to have a billion Chinese people jump off chairs at the same time? <laughs> I do remember. That's the first thing I thought of, and I was like, there's no way that, that Karen's mom and us are on the same joke wavelength with this one. But you know how that was countered, right? There was 50 fat Italian guys in, in, in Queens jumped off at the same exact time and counterbalanced it. Ah, <laughs> uh, the weekly world news. <laughs> yes. That's just good reporting. <laughs> oh, man. Gilbert. What were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Weekly World News, apparently. <laughs> Next thing I have is uh, from the Biden <coughs> Justice Department. This is something that, uh, yeah, this I think this is a negative strike for the Biden administration. The Justice Department, in a new filing, declared that it can vigorously 
defend the religious exemption from federal civil rights laws to allow religious schools uh, to discriminate against LGBTQ students. So they they basically came out and said, no, we we not only <laughs> do we have the ability to defend the religious exemption, or the, the ability to defend the religious beliefs, but they use the word vigorously defend the religious mm-hmm. beliefs. That, that, to me, that doesn't uh, that's not a good look for Biden, considering how much he's you know previously wanted to be on the side of LGBTQ people. So mm. I'm not. So he, I mean, that's not what this particular move is. This is, if you give me a pass on supporting abortion, I will throw the gays under the bus. Yeah, that's what it and seems the like to me. Said, yeah. Sure, that's a good deal. And the gays said, that's fine. No one likes us. You're still a little bit better than Trump. <laughs> so he loses He loses no gay support, and he gains some uh, fundamental Christian support. I'm not sure that he loses none of their support. Uh, there were several advocates yeah, that were not mu- not much. Probably, not. I mean, again, you're you're not wrong in the fact that any of these things that he might do, he's still better than Trump. He's still better than right. 99 of the Republicans who would be right. there. So I get that, but uh, it's quite a filing to put in uh, during Pride Month. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And again, just my opinion, not a good not a good move for Biden. But I mean, you know. I, I get what you're saying, and Biden is definitely he, – he's very proficient in the give and take. Um, I'll, I'll do something for you and get a little something back like, you know. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I Thank you. I, I fully agree with my statement. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And I am unanimous in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's an article on uh, Desiree.com uh, that talks about what you shouldn't forget when following battles between the religious freedom and gay rights. Um, there's uh, references to some Pew data and some other polls that are done that really, when it comes down to religious people, not the leadership, not necessarily the pastors or the church leaders, but when polled, mainline Protestants, two-thirds, and Catholics, 61%, are in favor of same-sex marriages. So you're 61 to 66% of Catholics and mainline Protestants are absolutely behind same-sex marriages. But the leadership so, is not. I mean, right. Religious people are coming on board. Sure. But look at, look at Catholics, though. I mean, the, if you poll Catholic people anonymously and ask them whether um, they use birth control, it's like 75% of them. Their church right. looks and, and says that it is you know, improper, it's against God, but they don't care. They still use birth control. What the leadership of the church wants and demands and says publicly is very different from what the the people in the church believe and do. Right. I really think that's the point of this uh, of this article and the 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 whole idea that yes, the churches are you know we're going to have to drag them into the future, um, make them change as, as we can. Um, but the people, I mean, people have been doing this for hundreds of years, cherry picking what fits their moral stipulations at that time. Mm. And as people become more and more exposed to other types of people, less tribal, they adapt their cherry picking. So they're, you know, believing less and less of the Bible. That's why people don't get stoned in most because of the, of the Bible. World. <laughs> There's no religious killings because we've decided, that, you know, as a people, that's wrong. The Bible still says it. Ian gets stoned all the time. <laughs> <laughs> little, little different so. type of stoning. <laughs> I gotta say, Saturday Night Live isn't new anymore. <laughs> 
But I, I think I guess my point though is if you don't bringing the the church um, leadership along, which I mean the Catholics they've made some changes, but it's glacially slow yeah. compared to the people. What is their reasoning though? The leadership, if they if they they must see these polls, right? They don't. So that's the difference about the church though. The, the, the they don't care what the people want. They care what they want. I mean, unlike politicians who actually have to answer to the people, the leadership in churches do not. Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't like most religions losing people every year? Oh, I'm not saying it's not a losing proposition. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm just trying to figure out why why they would do. Why not just go? Oh, okay, fine. Let it happen. You know, right. so we can keep some people in the church. Well, the whole premise of religion, though, is is treating people like children and um, telling them how to behave. I mean, you can't have. They don't get a say in this. Just like you know, young children don't get much of a say. Mm. If if you treat people like children. They don't get an argument, you know, a voice in the argument. So I completely forgot. I was going to use that story as a transition onto a, another story, but I, I completely forgot to the uh, the other political thing that I wanted to bring up. Karen, I think you threw this in here. Mitch McConnell mm. uh, made the statement that he's going to do everything in his power. I don't remember exactly what how he said it, but to stop any sort of Supreme Court uh, nomination that Biden might try to to put in place. Right. So if he gets the uh, speaker, not speaker, um, leader, if they get the Senate back in 2024 and Biden puts somebody up, it is highly unlikely he would allow Biden to fill the seat for Supreme Court. So the same thing. Hope we're still working on that bipartisanship. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing they did with Merrick Garland is going to happen again. Yep. Um, McConnell just guaranteed it. Except four years of lame duck excuse. Two, but yes. Oh, well. Well, 2024 would be a whole new cycle, right? Well, 2024 would be um, two years of um, a Republican Senate and two more years of Biden. Oh, no, right. No. math is no, going on here. My math is wrong. You are correct. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was way in the weeds and I was like, man, maybe I was lying nope. to Jared. I'm sorry. You were right. No. So actually, this could happen in 2022. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if the Senate is oh, possible oh, oh, in 2022. It's but it, It's going to happen. Not surprising. Not. And I mean- <laughs> Yeah. He's done everything that he can to stop anything that the Democrats tried to do, whether it's good, bad, doesn't matter. He's just, I'm a Republican, you're a Democrat, so I have to stop you. Yeah, he's just an obstructionist. That's his That's his whole shtick now. Yeah. Well, when was the Almost last time Mitch, Mitch McConnell offered any new policy? When was the last time a Republican in Congress offered anything yeah. new? It's a good question. The, their plan is to uh, stop I the Democrats. I like, feel there, aren't there five... Republicans and five Democrats that are making up a fake infrastructure bill? Yeah, I heard that too. Okay. I, I you know, we'll see. <laughs> oh, no, it will never happen. Right. All right, so back on- But you're right. I guess we'll see. <laughs> right. Back on to the, uh, some more of the religious stuff. And this is actually kind of a transition to coronavirus. Um, there's a group, the Ecumenical Consultation on Protocols for Worship, Fellowship, and Sacraments, the ECPWFS. Ow. What? <laughs> or as the Center for Inquiry said, the Ekpawafas. <laughs> uh, they are urging places of worship to stick to the uh, COVID-19 restrictions for now. They're saying, look, you know, churches should not be the center of uh, propagating of the virus. You, you need to stick to the, the plan, continue wearing masks because your, your churches are not, the airflow is not done correctly. Like you, you're singing Amongst each other and projecting particulates, like how about you? Uh, how about you not do that? So go, but wear a mask because you can't right. collect the cash if you don't go. But 
Okay. So uh, this group is made up of not just religious people, but also scientists and experts. And they're, they're trying to advise congregations on how to uh, – basically how to worship. But won't God be angry if the songs are muffled by masks? Sorry. If, <laughs> Likely. If you are uh, evangelical, I'm sure that's your argument. Yeah. Crazy. I seriously doubt that Because he's an people. angry, vengeful guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, this was posted in Discord. It also made my uh, news feed on the coronavirus. This is my only coronavirus thing. There's an article in the Washington Post. Get this. Infections are dropping where more people are vaccinated, and they're rising where less people are vaccinated. Weird. <laughs> and it has, uh, there's a study on it. It Thanks has all the, the variant. if you're looking for data and charts about this, it's got all of them. So <laughs> <laughs> go take a look. But uh, yeah, uh, totally, un, uh, totally expected. It's interesting too. Where's how, the chart? I like the one with the Republican and Democratic voting dates. That's my favorite chart. I mean, most of the places where the you know the cases are still high and the vaccinations are low are red states, minus Georgia. What about yeah. all the missing paper clips? <laughs> missing paper clips? They're magnetized. They're they're getting magnetized to the vaccinated people. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should tell all the anti-vaxxers out there that you know, in case they because they don't want to get you know the spike protein blow off from us vaccinated people, they should wear a mask. No, the total opposite. This is this is the shift that I've been waiting for. <laughs> the way that, that this is happening now with people that are not getting vaccinated and in heavily red states, the infection rate is rising and in heavily vaccinated populations going to Good. Yeah. This is correct. <laughs> this is the correct resolution <laughs> that we have been waiting for. It is no longer indiscriminate killing of people and no longer people are being put at risk by people who are stubborn and awful. So well, that is still Thank happening, but it, it, it's mostly out. happening on, you know, because people are being stupid. Yeah. And it's happening more in the Republican states. Weird. Yep. All right. I had an article uh, about the Southern Baptist Convention that was taking place. Um, it was taking place today. And uh, basically, this article in Washington Post talks about the fact that the Southern Baptist battle is between a group of in uh, what do they what do they call theological conservatives against ultra conservatives? <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that's that's what we're dealing with. And the article goes into the different people who are running for the presidency of the convention and the Southern Baptists. Like there's a whole political thing going on within the the religious. There were sixteen thousand Southern Baptists gathered at this thing. Some of them are messengers, which means that they represent churches or are large, you know, swaths of of religious people, and they get to vote on the new president. Well, as it turns out. Just as we started recording, uh, I got a thing from the Washington Post saying that Ed Litton is uh, elected the new president. And that is actually a good thing. He's in the conservative group, not the ultra conservative. <laughs> so that this isn't it. This has gone as, as well as I think it could have <laughs> because Ed Litton uh, was one of the uh, people who was it was. Wanting, well, he was an Alabama pastor. He's known for his focus on racial reconciliation. Um, and there was the idea that if he wasn't elected, it could uh, spark a exodus of black pastors from the <laughs> convention. So in any case, by what I read in this article, it looks like the least conservative person won. So 
Yay. He's still awful. He is. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything specific on that? Well, uh, Jeff has handily posted a couple of things that he tweeted. Um, is ask uh, on this National Day of Prayer, ask God to intervene in the SCOTUS decision on same-sex marriage for God's glory, not the church's luxury. Um, then he, the sexual revolution was like the Bolshevik revolution. It promised freedom and delivered slavery and death. That's what? a good one. How does it deliver slavery? Um, okay. Ooh, Obama bin Laden. That's a nice one. Uh, Obama bin Laden. Yeah. Classic. Ed Litton, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they love playing the hits. That's <laughs> what people came to hear. They didn't want to hear that new album. <laughs> and remember, this is the least conservative of the people running. <laughs> of the choices. Yep. Wow. <laughs> it's as good as it gets, mister. Whew. All right. I, I mentioned the uh, the chicken wars. I wanted to, to, to mention this as well. Burger King has uh, pretty much declared war on Twitter uh, <laughs> against uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, they basically came out and said, uh, you know, plus LGBTQ plus rights during Pride Month, your chicken sandwich craving can do good. We're making a donation to HRC, which is the human. Ah, oh, crap! I don't remember the uh, Human Rights Coalition. That sounds right. I just made that up. Human I'm Rights sorry Campaign. You were really close. Oh. <laughs> Hillary Rodden Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. Um, so they're making a donation to the human rights campaign, uh, which uh, is, is basically about equal rights. And yeah, they're, they're pretty much calling out Chick-fil-A, which, you know, good for them. Yeah. Granted, I don't know how Burger King is competing against Chick-fil-A's chicken. Like, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I haven't tried the Chick King sandwich. Looks good. I haven't actually tried that specific sandwich, but <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I've never had a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Are they really that fucking great? No. Oh, they're okay. They're, they're, they're good. Like, I don't want to promote Wendy's them. Wendy's spicy but... crispy chicken sandwich is the king. Um, it's always been perfect. Who? Wendy's mm. oh, spicy okay. chicken. Mm. Yeah, Wendy's spicy crispy chicken has always been the best. But Popeye's is definitely uh, up there. Mm. I would I'm say if double, they... Du- double down man myself. Oh, the old double... <laughs> where, KFC? Yeah. Well, what was it? What was in the middle of those two chicken... Patties? Was it I just bacon and chicken. cheese? <laughs> Extra chicken. If uh, if Chick Fil A was not a complete uh, turd as far as it came to human rights and LGBTQ rights, um, I would eat there quite frequently. I used to when they when I worked on campus. They had a thing on campus, and it was real convenient, and I liked it. It was it was great. And then I found out how shitty of a people that that the company is and i'm like all right that, that i guess i'm done doing that sure they're not there anymore they had they they closed it's a different chicken place there now anyway go burger king just because they're calling out chick-fil-a yeah <laughs> burger king's ad campaigns have been pretty didn't they have something a couple of years ago where they were telling people to go get big macs for some reason they were sending customers to other places for a, another day something day yeah, I don't remember what it was, but you're not wrong. Yeah, it was like Friendship Day or something like that. And they're like, oh. go get a Whopper on us. Or you know, go get a Big Mac on us or something, something like that. <laughs> they're kind of like, whatever, just whatever, man. We're getting our asses kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Keep buying crappy food because you're keeping us alive. <laughs> yeah, like when Domino's came out and we're like, yeah, our pizza sucks. We changed it. <laughs> <laughs> so the last religious nonsense thing I have, uh, the People of Praise, if you remember, that's the yeah. uh, group of people that Amy Coney Barrett is uh, was a part of, Christian community. Ten people from the People of Praise have now come out and said that they have been sexually or physically abused as children while being members of the People of Praise. 
what? A religious organization <laughs> that's a safe haven for pedophiles and child rapists? That's, that's unheard, unheard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I got on that. I just wanted to mention it because... <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course they did. Right. Ha ha, you fuckers. <laughs> uh, now the most disgusting story of the week. Uh-oh. In Turkey, uh, they have launched a massive effort to vacuum up a thick layer of what they are calling sea snot that Ew. is choking its coastal line. So this is, it's a viscous, slimy mucus due to um, agricultural runoff, untreated sewage, all sorts of pollution is causing this. I mean, if you look at the pictures, I just, I like, sometimes I, I can't even imagine what that smells like. Like being near Oof. the shore, you get this kind of a nasty dead fish smell sometimes anyway. And in any case, there, uh, the government is now paying people to go and vacuum it up off the sea. Erdogan is, is uh, basically kind of thinking it's, it's becoming an emergency because it's getting caught up in fishermen's nets and it's causing all sorts of problems with people in the, the marina. Yeah. He's thinking it might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I like marine mucilage better than sea snot, but... Gross. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That is gross. I threw in a uh, I threw in a final story as well. Yeah. What is that? All right. So I uh, found a profiles in sedition that I really wanted to to hit. There's this guy name of um, the deceased. Not has thrown me off a little bit. Give me a second. Jason Riddle. <laughs> uh oh. Jason Riddle was, um, he broke into, so he was in January 6th, he broke into the um, the house and he raided somebody's liquor cabinet and chugged a bottle of wine on, you know, filmed himself, did the whole nine yards, got arrested, all of it. Then he thought, huh, I like fame. I think I'll run for the seat of, the, of my local politician, except that he picked the wrong one and how he's running, he, he uh, signed up for the, the federal seat instead of the state seat was on television doing an interview when the uh, reporter informed him of this, and he went, Meh. all right, I guess I'm uh, going to Washington then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Except that he can't go to Washington because he's been arrested, and he is Wait. banned from going to Washington proper at the moment. So he's already served his time? No. He, he's the, no, he's not been sentenced. Not been he's sentenced. just been charged. Right. Okay. That is my profile in sedition of the day. Yeah, haven't you heard the theory of Trump being reelected but being president while in jail? Because there's no provision against that. Right. Because oh. <laughs> no one ever thought that could happen, so they didn't say – there's nothing that says you can't be president and in jail at the same time. <laughs> oh, man, I love the air butt argument. I'm not even going to yeah. try to fight that one. <laughs> nothing that says a dog can't play college basketball. And nobody said a donkey can't be the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's oh, oh Airbud franchise, how I love you. Like before we go, like, and again, we don't need to discuss this, but I mean, I just want to make sure that we're I'm sure everybody is aware of all the crimes that are going on or it's things with Trump's D Department of Justice and oh, yeah. trying to get into people's phones and all this other insane shit. Oh yes, they got FISA okay. warrants on um, sitting members of the the House of Representatives. Yeah, on the Intelligence Committee. Yeah, like strong arm arming Apple into releasing phone. I mean, all kinds of shit. I just want to let everybody know that we know about this. We just didn't talk about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Nope. Yep. Yeah. It's develop. It's all all developing. I have something yeah. quick before we go, and I'll try to keep it as quick as possible. But we had a, a small 
to do up here in the town where I live. For Pride Month, our local library had some uh, Pride-themed books on, on display in all their various sections. And I guess someone was upset that they had some uh, inclusive literature in our children's section. Like, I don't know, the titles were things like uh, Call Me Jack, Not Jackie, or mm. like, I don't know, Billy Wants to Dress Up Like a Mermaid. Mm -hmm. I don't It's really generic stuff for, I don't know, they're just trying to be inclusive. Yeah. Plus, uh, they, it's stuff that they pulled from like... The, the the National Registry of Books that are approved for this material. So anyway, someone sees this, gets us upset. They are uh, acquainted with one of the two county commissioners. We have three here in Lycoming County, and two of them go to the library and demand that they take these books down. They said that this is inappropriate and the, the whole usual spiel. Sure. We got to protect the children. You can't have this in the in the children's section. This is indoctrination. <laughs> you know, you have to take these books down. We're the county commissioners. And the library said, thanks for expressing your concern. We'll put this through the usual channels and not make any changes because nothing here is inappropriate. Good for them. And uh, so then the county commissioner said, you know, well... You know, where the county commissioners will just block your funding if you don't do this. And then, uh, you know, that's what escalated this into into a to-do. Because one of our county commissioners had a, you know, normal – like, his 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 mental capacity is there. He had an even-handed response. He was, he was trying to help the other two commissioners understand why it's okay to have these books, help them understand parallels between, uh, you know, women's rights and civil rights, and that – the LGBTQ uh, community that and they're they're just not grasping it. They're just hmm. just so angry about this. Uh, the one that was so here are my big takeaways from this. And here, here's the conclusion uh, up front is the the library said you guys are wrong, you know, and then said by all means let let's call your bluff, do something about our funding, see how that goes. And there was a lot of exchange of ideas on both sides <laughs> in an angry way, and I just the. I feel like people lost their direction here, especially on the more liberal side of things. The issue here had nothing to do with the horrible things that these two commissioners think. Like, they, people were like, well, we should, you know, we should try to educate them. We should have a dialogue. And I was like, D -d 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 -d. Commissioner Metzger, nobody cares what he thinks. There's no room for an open dialogue. There's no room to make him a better person. He spent 10 minutes shouting indoctrination into the microphone <laughs> over books in the children's library. And the other guy is just, a, just an angry old man because he doesn't understand pronouns. No big deal. The issue is them trying to use their position as county commissioners to blackmail the library into believing what they believe. Right. That's the only issue. Right. There's no other issue. Oh, the other, other issue was also Commissioner Metzger was like, well, what about the, the taxpayers who disagree with this? And I was like, if you think that's how taxes work, <laughs> you are woefully <laughs> unqualified to be a county commissioner. Right. Any yeah. taxpayer can veto a decision. Yeah. No. Right. I don't agree with this, so I don't have to pay taxes on it? That's preposterous. <laughs> like, to, to a level, but uh, it was a whole thing. And there was another meeting this morning, and I, if I had remembered to go, I would have had more to say. But I, I guess I was just 
people got caught up in the wrong aspects of this. Like, what they were doing was overtly wrong, and that's the issue. It had nothing to do with all the hate they were spewing. They're just two hateful dudes. Just, just let them, let the hateful dudes be hateful. Right. But the point <laughs> but is... yeah, to, to, to attempt to blackmail the library <laughs> with your lowly commissioner status in an attempt to just, you know, force your beliefs on other people under the guise of protecting the children was uh, really despicable. Yeah, that is, that's pretty bad. Really gave me a... A refreshing reminder of where I left. <laughs> I mean, the endless supply of Trump 2020 lawn signs is usually enough, but this gave it that little extra something something. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even have the link because I I had originally pulled up the meeting. Like, it's on YouTube and it's all, all watchable. And I was like, mm, I don't care. These guys are turds. <laughs> But it was very relevant, so I just wanted to, to run it through real quick. Yeah, sure. I mean, you bring up a good point in that the, the, a lot of the time people are like, well, you have to change. The, you have to become more accepting. You have to – well, that that's not really the problem. The problem is that they're abusing their positions to, to try and force other people to believe what they believe. That's, Correct. That's the real problem. Right. Yes. You can be as gross and hateful as you want. Just stay yeah. in your own house. <laughs> Those two dudes could be real angry in their free time, and I support them for that. You hear that, commissioners? You're being heard. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Pronouns are hard. <laughs> there's a there's a link at the end of the NPR page if you ever want to look it up. It'll help you with your pronouns if you get confused. But uh, seriously, can't take away <laughs> can't take away library funding because because you disagree with Pride Month. Uh crap. <laughs> Uh, in our happy little blue bubble down here, we had the lieutenant governor um, in our gay pride parade. They were, they were, it was rainbow <laughs> flags as far as you could see. Pretty awesome. <laughs> governor Stone Cold was in town? He was. Oh, man. I hope he becomes Senator Stone Cold. Me too. You know, you know, kind of on that subject, did you guys see Bill Maher this, this week? Uh, yeah. I'm sure I did. I'm sadly I did not. I've never watched yeah. Bill Maher outside of hanging out with Rain Karen. Well, usually when I say that, I'm addressing Rain Karen. Not mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I kind of agree with him at the end when he was talking about, you know, we've made some strides here. Oh, yes. Because a lot of my a lot of my friends who are younger are being are meanwhile, it's it seems like every company is doing something for pride. Yep. Every company. Yeah. I see pride shit everywhere. And that's great. And but all I keep seeing is not enough assholes. <laughs> You're only you only do this during Pride Month. What about the other eleven months of the year? Well, Fuck I mean, sure. and I'm just like Good. You have no idea what it was like before. I mean, we all lived at a time when, you know, when gay marriage was not legal. We all lived in a time yeah. when um, gay couples were – you could easily discriminate against them. You could kick them out of your, your, out of your bars. You could do whatever you wanted to them. So There was no Pride Month. There was no Pride Month. Yeah, we – this kind of – I mean, the world has been changing and humanity has been evolving for a very long time. We are way better off now than we were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago, and we will continue to get better. The pace of change is not fast enough for youth is the problem. And I, I, I understand so. it. I, I think it should be faster too. But yeah, but can we at least acknowledge how far we've come? Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. Oh, right. But that that was through a lot of sacrifice and legal hardships and just trouble upon trouble for that community over and over again. Yes. What they're saying is pri- doing something rainbowy for Pride Month is just that corporation saying, give me your gay money. <laughs> like, they're not trying to help the community in any way. Well, it's still America. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
you you know these companies don't don't do this before they have some fucking corporate analyst look at the money and go, oh, this won't cost us a fucking dime. If anything, it'll increase our revenue. Right, right, exactly. So but I'm I just think, saying that. But that's a but that is still a sign of progress. It is still a sign of progress. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. You're get the fuck out is a little bit better than wait. Give us your money. I'll <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> and you're not. I'm serious. That is it is it is a small step. But yeah, I Karen Karen is right in what she is saying. We are we are very 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 slow to change. Yeah. But and, uh, I mean, a lot has changed in five years. It has. Yeah, a lot. And a lot no. will change in the next five years. We will continue down this right. path, regardless of the you know, the old man commissioners in you know in your hometown. So it, it's going to continue to get better. But it's two steps forwards, one step back. It always has been and always will be because people don't like change. Humans don't like change. People don't like it when they rearrange the the aisles in their supermarket. People get all pissed off about it. Doesn't- oh, I fucking hate that shit, Karen. <laughs> Doesn't matter that it's more efficient and it makes more sense for reason, reason, reason. You've made a change, so people are going to argue about it and hate it, and then they'll adjust and get used to it and move along until the next time they rearrange the aisles, and they'll go, God damn it, stop doing that. And then you'll adjust <laughs> and change, and it's fine, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep down this path. It's just, you know, always going to be a fight, and we're never going to be done. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with Jeff, that, you know, when he said, you know, don't take your foot off the gas, and that's fine. Right. It's, it seems like the, what I'm hearing is, I'm still not happy with what you're doing, you know, and I'm just kind of, and I like, again, there was a world before you, these people existed and we know what it was like and it wasn't like this. And this is obviously way better. And just, you know, let's appreciate that for this month. And then next month, you know, we can be like, well, what do you got for me now, Burger King? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you (laughs) celebrate the wins and you, and then you, you keep fighting. Yeah. Absolutely. But not acknowledging it and not, you know, celebrating the wins is just just gets you into the angry place. You, you have to take joy in sure. the progress that we're making. Right. Absolutely. Again, as long as it doesn't breed complacency, right. I think Agreed. is what Jeff is saying. Yeah. And, uh, and like these other things, they're just something. This is this is moving more rapidly than a lot of things. Like we were discussing earlier in the show, I have to hide in my basement and pretend like I'm not smoking weed because – William Randolph Hearst wanted to protect his paper empire a hundred fucking years ago. Yeah. And we've made almost no progress on that issue. In this state. We've made some progress in this state. Not enough. California's yeah. made more progress. Damn, those hippies and their trillions of dollars. Yeah, but you know, our governor is a hundred percent for it. He never shuts he up about it. He is, but the old man commissioners. <laughs> yeah, I I again I mean like I mean, again, that is, you know. It's and the, our the world far is... left liberal president who's firing staffers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who even say cannabis allowed? Yeah, god damn it. Yeah, I'm in no way saying be happy with what you got no. and shut the fuck up. I'm just saying, right. just take a step back and acknowledge how far we've come. Yeah, and like Bill Maher said, NASCAR has a pride shirt. Fucking NASCAR. <laughs> All right. Raytheon. If NASCAR crunch. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> if NASCAR crunched those numbers and was like, we're not going to lose any revenue over this, that's a big step. It is. That means a lot of people in this country just don't give a fuck if gay people fuck or get married anymore. <laughs> They've adjusted to the, the rearrangement of the aisles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Karen. I'm still against that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's all we've got for this week. Anything else? Negative. Nope. Alrighty. 
Uh, first, I'd like to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast. Uh, Judy Joe, Jeff, Pittsburgh Atheist, Grinch McScrooge, and Hesjin Gixon. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you uh, can support it by joining the Patreon on our Patreon page as well. Uh, if you can't do that, please share the podcast on social media or leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. Uh, if you want to contact us again, you can do so on our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Uh, also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. Uh, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com is the location. All the podcasts archive for your convenience. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. <laughs>